Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here. It's going to be a relaxed, well, <laughs> it's going to be a fired up episode, but I have no script, no notes. I was actually in the middle of studying, so I've moved my schedule around where today is my study day, tomorrow is my recording day, and I allow kind of that flexibility with my sacral. And I checked, I paused my studying to check today's chart. The chart of today, the just now chart is what it's called. And it was heavy integration field energy. And I thought, oh my goodness, how critical is it for someone to understand integration field, especially if they had a chart like today? And not only just understand the integration field, but understand what that means in the overall picture of their business and the overall picture of their chart in comparison of the subconscious, the red, and the conscious, the black. So, of course, sacral authority. I get that uh uh-huh to make a post on it. I made a post on why understanding circuitry is important if you coach human design. And as I was finishing up the post, I thought, you know what? There's no way that I can encapsulate this in a written post And today's not a live video type of day. I am going to go on the podcast and record on this. So that is how we ended up here. That is the sacral response. And I have, you know, as a little aside, a lot of people that say, oh, I'm used to your sacral just, you know, going flight of fancy and doing whatever comes to you. And it may appear like that. This is a little bit of an aside for those with a sacral, but it's actually not the case. Today, I have a structure of my week every week. And I allow the sacral to kind of move that around. So today was originally going to be recording for my programs and just eight hours of recording. I moved that to tomorrow. And today I really just felt and was called into a hell yes, full body yes of just sitting and studying. And my podcast is always either done on a recording day or a studying day, one or the other. So there is structure in my business. It's not that I'm just, you know, I feel a lot of sacral beings or a lot of people that learn they have impulsive inner authority. So even a splenic authority, for example, they think they're just flying by the seat of the pants every moment. And you can get into a lot of issues in your business. <laughs> you can get into a lot of issues um, doing things that don't move the needle forward in your business. So it's just something that I thought was really important to add at the end of that. So it doesn't seem like I don't have structure. I really love being very transparent with my community on what it takes to build uh, we just crossed the $500,000 mark in under a year and a half. So a multiple six figure business per year business in under two years. And it is a misnomer to think that if you have, you know, an impulsive, quote unquote, impulsive 
authority that you're just flying by the seat of your pants. Or if you're a generator or an MG, you can't have structure in your business, for example. Those are all misunderstandings of the energy. So anyway, let's jump in to what led us here in the first place <laughs> before today, before me getting that yes. So I have the Human Design Coaching Academy, which if you've been around for a while, you are aware of. <laughs> and this past weekend I received, I don't know if the podcast is going more viral or what's happening, but I received a lot of emails, an influx of emails in regards to the Human Design Coaching Academy. Now, I have switched it to application only. And the reason being, look, there are a lot of human design certifications out there now. It is very trendy to have human design certifications. And I am just simply not here for pop culture human design. I'm not here for jamming as many people as I can into my certification. I'm not here for being the cheapest. I'm here for quality. I am here for integrity. I am here for impact. And I am here for empowering you to take the information and not just learn human design, but create a thriving coaching business off of it. And so what I was noticing is there were a lot of human design certifications, the online space that were based on someone's own interpretation of it. And how I was noticing that is a lot of people were ending up in my world, either through one-on-one -on -one coaching or programs or the Human Design Coaching Academy, having taken certifications and in their words, not learning anything more than what they could Google. Or having people come in my DMs asking if I do foundation calls, which I do not do anymore, saying, I had a foundation call by someone and I literally could have Googled the information. There was no synthesis of the information. There was no guidance. There was no deeper understanding. And I don't even know human design and I could tell. And I don't stand for that. And those that come into the Human Design Coaching Academy are just not there to learn human design for their own use but they're there to truly uplift their clients and help their clients get radical results. That is the difference between a human design certification that's just all pre-recorded, no support, broken down into a million pieces so that you know you can mix and match or just do one portion of it and then go off calling yourself a human design coach and the level of integrity I stand in within human design. And it's not because of anything other than I stand for your results and I stand for your client's results. So Ra used to always say, there are a lot of black magicians wearing white hats. And this is why I speak out about the human design coaching industry. And it certainly doesn't make me popular <laughs> within the human design online space. And I have received hate mail over it because I, you know, quote unquote, shouldn't be calling this out. But if someone doesn't call it out, people don't know. And then people are investing in situations that are not of their highest good. And I do like to believe that everyone gets into coaching. Everyone gets into this space from pure integrity and for the pure integrity of the clients and I have seen a lot of people, heard with my own ears, a lot of people say, I sell human design because it's a quick buck. So the majority of my client base started with other human design experts and they come to me frustrated, 
spinning their wheels in their business on the hamster wheel and no further ahead or further behind in their business and their understanding of human design. And this is why I take a huge stand on this. So some of the, the reason why I start with this is some of the emails I had in my inbox this weekend were saying, well, I'm thinking about taking so-and-so certification and it's cheaper than yours and it takes less time than yours. And I can be very honest if that is your mindset, and I mean this with no shame, I mean this with no judgment, if that is your mindset, then working with me definitely is not the right fit. It definitely is not the right fit because the people that are drawn into my world, the people that are drawn into the Human Design Coaching Academy, they're not here to just be able to say I teach human design. They're not here to do the cheapest, the fastest certification. They're truly here to change the world and be abundantly paid for their gifts. And I say that, like I said, with no judgment and from the bottom of my heart of depths of love for you, if you are looking for the cheapest quickest certification, the Human Design Coaching Academy isn't for you. If you are looking to truly change the face of your business, if you are looking to truly change the face of your client's results and discover how to use the science of differentiation to help you and your clients and your business thrive in a practical results-focused human design certification, then I can guarantee you there's no other certification that brings you this level of depth of mechanics and powerful shifts in you and your business and for your clients' results. So it, there's no comparison. The only comparison I could see is if you were to go and study at the schools for three years and then take a high-level coaching certification as well. So what we're doing here is we're collapsing time for you. And what does it look like in your business to collapse three years and over $50,000 of investments into one. So that is the role of the Human Design Coaching Academy. And I thought it was really important that I speak on that first as we get into today's episode. And we're going to talk about the Just Now chart and why the understanding of mechanics is really important. So let's just transition into that. We have a sip of coffee. I don't drink tea, so I can't, you know, spill the tea. <laughs> I crack myself up. All right. So the first thing's really important to understand when I am coaching those that are coaching human design, right, or going off to be coaches. So in the Human Design Coaching Academy, one of the first underlying principles that I teach is that, well, there's a couple, but one of the first is that no one is your authority, including human design. So as a coach, when you are standing out as a coach, you are saying the other person knows themselves better than I do. And it was Ra Uruhu who said human design is not meant to make you a sheep. Human design is not meant to say I know you better than you know yourself. And when we do that and we show up from that place, we actually take away our client's power. We take away their inner authority and say, okay, so, yep, we're no longer following the guru, but we have to bow down to human design. So the first things first in regards to being a powerful human design coach is no one is your authority, including human design. I remember in some of the original trainings and audios that I have from Raw that aren't available to the public, he said that in regards to the primary health system, for example, for digestion of food. He said, if someone's a cave diet and I tell them to eat one thing at a time and their inner authority says, hell no, 
He says, then it's not correct for you at this point in time. You are your authority. So that is the number one thing I teach. And it's going to be a module on breaking down in the coaching. I'm creating all these pre-recorded modules before we even get started in the second week of January on what does it mean to be a coach? What does it mean to show up as a coach? What does it mean to guide as a human design coach? And the first principle is that your clients know themselves better than you. So we are not here to say that because you are a generator, you have to da 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 Because as soon as we use that language, we are taking away someone's inner authority and we are saying that, no, you don't know yourself. You don't know what is best for you. Human design or I are your authority. And we're taking away our client's power. The second underlying principle that I teach in the Human Design Coaching Academy is that we are not here to teach. (laughs) We are not here to teach. So I have a lot of clients that come to me in the beginning and they reach out for one-on-one coaching and they say, I want to learn more about my chart. And I will dig a little bit deeper and I say, well, what's really the underlying principle here? What's the motivation here? What's the goal here? What is really going on? And they say, well... I'm looking to hit my first six-figure launch, or I'm looking to hit my first multiple six-figure year, or I'm looking to optimize the performance within my team. And what they're saying, when you learn to actually listen to what your clients are saying and understand what's below that, especially in terms of the mechanics, they're not actually asking to learn human design. They think so from the head, right? Especially if it's an open head center or maybe an undefined ego or open ego putting pressure on a head center to think about like, how do I prove my worth? Okay, I prove my worth by knowing the information about human design. And then if I know the information about human design, then I'll be worthy of da, 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 da. So really the principle that they're looking for, the core piece of what they want to take away from the coaching isn't learning their human design. It's getting fucking results. Your clients come to you to get results, right? Not learn human design. They might think, again, they might think from the head center. And this was one of the big principles that we worked through in 2021 was me supporting clients in supporting their clients to understand that. And to understand that, well, I'm not here to teach human design. So you might say, well, then actually, why would I take the Human Design Coaching Academy? Why would I learn more about human design? We as coaches, human design coaches, we as human design coaches understand the mechanics so we understand how to guide the energy. We understand the mechanics so we understand how to guide the energy. So where, again, where this might get really cloudy is someone showing up as human design is my client's authority, I know better than my client, and I'm going to tell them what they have to do. You might say to your client, okay, well, you're a cave's. So for you to hit your next six-figure launch, you need to be in a cave environment. So that person sells their house, (laughs) moves into a cave environment, not a literal cave, right? Moves into a cave environment, and they're still not hitting the six-figure launch. Why? Why are they not hitting the six-figure launch yet, right? They're supposed to be in the environment of caves, and if they're in the environment of caves... Well, in theory, their aura is more protected because they're in the correct environment for them. So the conditioning is going to be lessened. The impact of conditioning is going to be lessened. So why aren't they hitting that six-figure launch? Why is their business still struggling? 
Their business is still struggling because they moved from the not self. Their business is still struggling because that was not a sacral led, for example, I'm looking at the just now chart and it's a manifesting generator. It wasn't a sacral yes, and then waiting that emotional wave, for example. They did it because they thought, if I do this, I'll get this result. That's from the mind. And, you know, Rod, he says it in a very similar way. But when we allow the mind to have control of our life, we're basically fucked, right? My business didn't blow up in the way it did because my mind controlled my business or I made logical decisions or I took logical steps or I weighed the pros and cons. My business fucking blew up because I followed strategy and authority. I ended up in a cave environment because I followed strategy and authority, not because I said if I move into a cave environment, it's going to help me hit $500,000 in a year and a half. So again, we're not teaching the mechanics because when we get into teaching the mechanics, one, you're not guiding your client, you're not guiding the energy and it's getting them just more trapped in the not self because then they're saying, okay, what do, okay, this is what my environment is. This is where I need to move. Or this is what this channel means. Therefore, I have to post about this in my copy. And it's no better than just allowing the mind to drive your life. Ra used to say, and I think it's so important that we understand this, he used to say when it's almost a little bit more dangerous when you learn a little bit of human design, right? And <laughs> we see this again in the human design coaching industry when people are learning a little bit, maybe they have a foundation call and they're like, oh, I know it all. I'm going to go coach human design. And yes, this happens. Or they take someone's, you know, projector empowerment course and they go off and they're going to teach projectors, for example. It is more dangerous to have just that little bit of information, that little bit of mechanical information, because it gives the mind more power. Because the mind's like, oh, fuck, I know what to do now. All I have to do is respond yes or no. And then she'll think that, you know, we're following strategy and authority. That's what happens with just a little bit of information. So when we instead step into the coach role of knowing and trusting our client knows themselves better than us, we understand the mechanics. We understand the flow of energy of their chart. We understand their strengths and kind of where their danger zones are. <laughs> Why is there's got to be a song about danger zones? Danger zones, I like to kind of lovingly call the openness, right? So open gates, channels, and centers where there's the potential to be pulled off track, right? Or maybe it's a split definition with a one gate bridge. That's a danger zone is the one gate bridge. So when we understand what those danger zones are, we can start to recognize the language they're using when they're kind of going one degree off track and the language they're using when they're on track. And we can guide that energy. We can see the flow and guide their energy so that they're, it's kind of, you know, the example I use is the riverbanks to their energy, right? It's just guiding their energy so that they can discover the uniqueness about them so that they can go through their experiment and bring out what is correct for them. Because I'm telling you right now, any program that says, okay, if you take my program and you follow these steps based on a generator, you're going to have a six-figure launch. Or any program that says, um, you need to follow this launch strategy based on your type. They're missing the fucking point. <laughs> and I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of pissed off people by saying that, but you know, if you guys are here, you understand that, unless this is your first episode, that, I'm no bullshit. I'm blunt. I tell it like it is. It's from a very deep love. Like I want to see you get results. I want to see you make bank. I want to see you have an impact on this world. 
And the reality is confirming your not self or confirming some of the bullshit is not going to do that for you. And you're going to see why as we dig into this chart. So let's just get started. I will drop the link to the podcast episode in the show notes. If you desire to pull up the chart I was looking at on Instagram, you can pull up the chart I was looking at. Um, It may be easier to follow along, but it's not necessary. The idea isn't that you're understanding each gate or channel or activation that I'm speaking of. It's that you're getting a general sense of the depth that is here and how it might be dangerous to lead this person just based on what an MG may do, right? Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown of the chart I'm looking at. It is the Just Now chart. Just Now chart is based on the neutrino field. So if someone was born in the moment that this chart was pulled up, this would be their chart. Some charts are more reliable than others, depending on what's going on with the planets, what's going on with the moon. If you're in the middle, like if your chart's very close to a big shift, In the planets, it could very well, even if your time is off by an hour, greatly impact your chart. So a accurate time of birth is important and it can be more important for some times than others. I know for mine, it's pretty volatile and my chart shifts pretty quickly. I think it's within an hour of my birth, it would change. And I have some clients that within six, seven, eight hour window, they would remain the exact same chart. So it's just something to keep in mind. So this is a manifesting generator. Of course, their signature is going to be satisfaction, strategy to respond. This is an emotional authority. Split definition. So that means there's two islands, the head and the Ajna are connected, and then the throat, G center, sacral, root, and solar plexus are connected. One, three, right angle cross of Eden, The not-self theme, of course, for a generator, and manifesting generator is a generator, they are not a hybrid, is frustration. So the first thing I look at with this chart, and whenever I'm working with a new client chart, I pull up the chart, and there are certain places that my eye automatically is drawn to. So this chart doesn't have what is called a format channel or format gate, which is between the root and the sacral, so I'm not looking there. What really catches my eye on this chart is the integration field. So the integration field on this chart, we have 34 to 20 and 34 to 10. The only gate that's missing is 57 to complete the integration field. Now, sometimes in the online space, you'll hear someone call it the integration circuit. It's not a circuit. So the integration field kind of shares its circuitry with the individual, but it's not a circuitry. It's a literal field of energy. And that's based on Ra Uruhu, of course. So Ra said, when you look at the integration, you are looking at the backbone of what it is to survive in the world, but you are not looking at anything that has any social capacity. It is the bedrock of our survival mechanics. This energy isn't concerned about others and doesn't care about empowering others. So this really draws my energy straight to it (laughs) because this is a highly self-absorbed energy to have that much of the integration field. And I know we hold a lot of stigma around the idea of self-absorbed. It's neither, nothing's neither good nor bad. It's just the labels we place on it. But it is like the 
bedrock of survival, this energy here. And the bedrock of survival is like personal preservation, right? <laughs> it's your personal preservation. So this channel today is making up the channel of awakening and design and, and commitment to your higher principles and the channel of charisma, a design where thoughts must be deeds. Now, what is really interesting, and I'm not going to do a full foundation call on this. I'm just pointing out why just telling someone you're an MG, go do business this way, will not help. And we're doing damage. And this is also why my business has been simplified, where I have the Human Design Coaching Academy, my mastermind, and one-on-one -on -one consulting. That's it. Because those I work with aren't here for bullshit surface level. They're here to go deep. And that's what I'm providing you guys in 2022 and beyond. So that's the first place that my energy looks. The second place I find really interesting because 34 to 20 is going to be one, the sacral activation. And that's the MG. It's a traditional, that is the 34 to 20 is the traditional manifesting generator channel. So that really catches my energy is the sacral is powered by this desire to survive. It is powered by this self-absorbed energy that really doesn't care about empowering others, doesn't care about sharing with others, doesn't care about supporting others. It's like, what are my higher principles? What, what will allow me to survive? And then I look on the other side and the emotional authority. Now there's three channels there, but what really catches my eye is on one side, on the left side, we have that energy from sacral to throat. So that's what this person's yes, no is based off of. That is what their yes, no is based off of. No two sacrals are the same. And then we go over to the right on the solar plexus and we're looking at 22 to, 22 to 12, channel of openness, design of a social being. So what's so powerful and interesting when we look at this chart is if this person was in front of me and I'm, you know, before our first call, I'm getting prepared for our business consulting call or one-on-one, -on -one, this is a really powerful point of interest for me because on one side, the sacral saying yes or no to this very self-absorbed energy. And on the right side, the emotional wave is solely based and interested in empowering others through an individual circuit. The emotional wave is strictly based on sharing their energy as a social being, sharing their thoughts through the defined head and ajna as a social being to empower others, sharing their opinions and their ideas as a social being to empower others, telling stories through gate 11, the harmonic condition in the individual or society that permits assessment before renewed action through their son as a first line sharing stories to help empower others and by bringing people together through those stories. So it's so interesting. You can see the polarity in a chart right off the bat. When we're looking at this chart, I think it's such a beautiful example of very strong polarity. If this being sits in front of you and all you know as a human design coach is, oh, they're a manifesting generator. They respond yes, no, and they have to wait their emotional wave. This person is likely going to have a lot of inner turmoil that they're not even aware of. Because on one side, it's yes, no to this very self-absorbed energy. And then the emotional wave on the other side is saying, well, it's a yes or a no based on empowering others. This direction is a yes or a no based on empowering others. 
So there's already going to be a little bit of that disconnect between the sacral yes, no response and the emotional wave. So this might be a person that's really getting confused during their wave and then they're trying to go up into that head center and make it's a design of a thinker. This chart is a very individual mind design of a thinker. So then they get up into their head, right? Because it's not making sense internally to them. They don't understand. So they're making decisions from their business, not based on their emotional wave or their sacral, but now they're getting up into their head thinking about it, becoming hyper aware of it, making lists and pros and cons because that internal discord of, well, it's all about me. I'm going to make selfish, selfish decisions versus the emotional wave of, I want to empower others. And we're going to get through that a little bit more as we go. But that's the first place. And again, this isn't a full chart reading or anything. It's just to give you an idea of the depth that is sitting there in a chart and how it's almost irresponsible for us to just desire to learn it as quick as possible or as surface level as possible to then get this kind of outcome you're doing yourself and your clients a disservice and people feel that as well they feel that um not in integrity energy so the next thing i look at so when i'm looking at this energy here in terms of the sacral and the solar plexus what i'm helping my client come to terms with is that it's only ever going to be at maximum 80% certainty and emotional certainty is never going to be mind certainty. So there's going to be a lot of pressure in this chart to have mind certainty, especially with the design of a thinker. There's going to be a lot of pressure in this chart to have mind certainty. And that's not what it's about. What it's about is this person having at maximum 80% emotional certainty. You know, it's usually closer to 60%. And that uncertainty on the other side of that is the uncertainty of, well, part of me kind of has this selfish need, because that's a very much a need energy in this chart as well. This selfish need energy versus this desire to empower. And it doesn't mean that any chart is wrong or right or bad or good. Every chart has its polarity. It's just very interesting to see it so powerfully exhibited in today's just now chart. So the next thing I look at is this person, their drive is emotional as well. So their root is connected to their solar plexus. So this is very interesting because this is activated through support of the tribe, which is a channel of synthesis. So 49 to 19, that's a design of being sensitive. And that, again, is based on what the tribe needs, not what this person wants. And you can see how there can be that inner conflict. Again, when this person is maybe creating their, for example, if you're a business coach, if you have this client come to you and they're creating their product suite or their, their next program and they have this inner discord between, well, this is what my tribe needs versus what I want to do, right? And then they might launch something that they want to do, but the tribe doesn't need. And then they wonder why the program fell flat or they wonder why there wasn't a response to it. And it's because this chart was doing what they want versus what the tribe needs. And especially with a manifesting generator, generators in general, their aura is turned inwards on who am I. And it can be a lot to 
Well, and that's a belief as well. I, you know, although Rod did say that he tried to awaken the generators and 15 years later, the same generators were coming to him with the same problems. So you have a choice to be one of the ones that stops the habit of living through your openness as a generator. But this can be a big problem for this chart if they come to you and you're a human design coach and they have a bunch of products that they've launched based on what they want to do because they have that integration field and they have a very individual mind. And yet they also have those activations to support the tribe. And this chart actually has a lot of activations as well to support the tribe. So they're completely nixing what their community wants. They're not even listening to their community. They're not supporting their community. It's just me, me, me launching all these things based on what they want and they're falling flat. Right. And so this is somewhere that we could already right off the bat make shifts in their this client's business that can make massive returns on impact and income. And the reality is your business is going to grow when you are getting clients results. That is the fastest way to grow organically. So understand the depths of the human design chart, especially as it becomes more popular. Being a standout of actually providing depth is going to allow you to stand out in the online space. So they have the channel of synthesis, which is literally the complete opposite of the integration field, right? And they have the collective abstract desire of the channel of recognition, which is kind of an antisocial sharing with the collective. Any kind of collective circuitry, it's all about sharing, but not in a collaborative way. It's like for this person, it would be this is what my ideas are for moving us towards mutation. Whereas my chart is this is what I see is wrong and the depth I provide in moving us forward in mutation, right? So everyone's channels are going to activate them in a different way. And just to kind of show the polarity there of someone with the 58 to 18 mine, which is collective and saying, I see what is wrong and what doesn't work. I'm sharing what is right versus this chart here, which is the 41 to 30 channel of recognition, a design of focused energy. And it is very much this. I'm sharing my ideas, a design of a thinker, 61 to 24. I'm sharing my ideas in this very focused energy, moving us towards mutation. So what's really interesting as well, when we look at that is this person has an individual mind the channel of awareness, design of a thinker. So again, there's going to be this almost inner battle, if you will, between logic and emotions for this being. And again, how do you guide someone? And this is a question I've offered in this collective tribal and individual modules within the Human Design Coaching Academy. How do you guide someone that has an individual mind and a tribal wave, for example? How do you guide someone that has an individual mind and a collective wave? Because there is going to be that inner polarity there. So when we look at even deeper, so if I pull the chart apart even more, really what we're looking at with the body graph is two completely separate energies that are held together. When they're held together in the body graph, that is called the quantum. They're held together by the magnetic monopole in your G center. So it's two completely different charts, right? Your subconscious and your conscious, your personality and your design are two completely different charts in what Ra called a forced marriage. So if we look at just the personality side, just the black side, what it's showing me is that consciously this person believes themselves to be and only has access to a very individ individualistic nature. 
So their conscious personality, who they believe themselves to be, is kind of this lone wolf, this rebel, this I do it my way. I don't care about what anyone else thinks. I don't care to empower anyone. I'm just going to put out programs or I'm just going to make decisions that are all about me and what I want. That is very much the theme of the conscious personality. It's kind of like this is all about my own personal survival and, you know, I don't really care about sharing with the collective or supporting the tribe. When we look at the subconscious side, well, now we have 19 to 49, which is a channel of synthesis. This is a tribal energy. So unconsciously in their body, they also do have um, 34 to 20, a portion of the integration fields unconscious, but it's also activated consciously. So I'm not too worried about that. When we're looking at the channel synthesis 49 and 19, this is unconscious. So their mind and conscious personality is like, it's all about me, but their body is really yearning for and desiring this support of their tribe. Their body, their soul, their cells are really yearning for creating programs in their business that their tribe needs. So this being isn't really actually going to be completely satisfied or making the impact and income they're meant to make simply doing, you know, well, this is what I want to do. Fuck y'all, right? That's not going to be how their business blows up because the conscious, the personality is who we think we are. The body, the design is who we are. And that's something to breathe in and really allow to simmer right now. So this being in the body is like, I am here to support my tribe based on what they need. So this is, of course, going to color how I guide this individual or how I guide someone. So this person can be very torn in their business between types of products to offer. And they might, you know, we hear very often in the online space, manifesting generators are squirrel brained and they have all these ideas. Well, one, that's not true. And I can't tell you the amount of manifesting generators I have had come to me from spending years learning from like very popular online human design coaches with a business and a hamster wheel. And the business kind of, you know, make one $20,000 a month, then nothing, 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 nothing. And then maybe a $10,000 a month. And it's like this roller coaster because they're not actually working with their energy. Manifesting generators are not squirrel brained. And now that you're understanding the deeper layers as I'm walking you through here, I hope you're starting to see where the squirrel brain in this chart would come from. The squirrel brain in this chart is not coming from like that not self having all these ideas. One day I want to do this and the next day I want to do that isn't coming from manifesting generator energy and it's certainly not coming from anything that's embodied. What's happening here is a person is not aware that consciously they want to have this very almost selfish direction in their business. It's all about them. And unconsciously, their body is like, I just want to support my tribe. I just want to give my tribe what they need. So they're not, you know, listening to their community. They're not maybe engaging with their community. They're not getting to know their community. They're not doing market research. They're not getting boots on the ground, pulling their community and uh, just asking their ideal client what they're looking for because they're just doing everything they want. And this person, if this was, a, well, it is going to be a person, I imagine people are being born with this chart right now, is going to continue spinning their wheels in their business. And it's within five minutes of looking at a chart. I haven't even pulled apart this chart fully. I pulled apart a couple notes for the post and then came right on here to record. 
it's from less than five minutes of looking at this chart that I can see where the squirrel brain is coming from. And that's where it is. If this was a person. So then as a guide, it's not about saying you're wrong, right? I do have clients that come to me and they're like, actually, right now it is a full body yes to launch monthly. And then I'll ask, for example, with a sacral, is this sustainable long term? As you know, for example, one on one client, when we sit down for our business and strategy session, is this sustainable long term? I ask my generator and manifesting generator clients those yes, no, as much as possible for that sacral. And they'll say no. All right, how does it feel for us to maintain the current business model of launching monthly while it lights you up? Yes. How does it feel for us to begin slowly implementing the, because this is an emotional chart, so I'll use how does this feel, right? The emotional authority. How does this feel for us to slowly incorporate strategy so that when you decide that's no longer for you, or if you decide that's no longer for you, you're already supported by your business to make money while you sleep. Yes. Perfect. Now we have the steps in place that we can start building a business that supports them. What often happens, and I find especially in the online space, is so many people are enjoying, and I went through a period where I really actually did enjoy launching month to month. It lit me up. It was the first year and a half of my business. I had all this energy to keep doing it, and then I realized this doesn't fucking serve me long term. And I had to go backwards and really, and I'm still going backwards and creating all the systems in my business. So it is much easier to look at, does this support me now? What's the big vision of my business? What, even as a sacral being, what is the big vision of my business? Where, how much do I desire to be working next year, five years from now, 10 years from now? And is my business being built to support that? So even for sacral beings, I will ask them those questions. Now, looking even deeper into this chart, this is a highly activated chart. So this person, again, a design of a thinker, they're going to have a very fixed way of thinking about things between the head and the Ajna. Their G center is attached to sacral. They're going to have a very strong identity, very strong voice. I mean, we have the emotional center attached to the throat and the sacral. So a very strong voice to empower. And we have the root which is a fixed way of dealing with stress, a fixed way of dealing with pressure attached to the solar plexus, which is, of course, the emotional center. So there's a lot of fixed energy in this chart. Now, this is a split definition. So if I had this chart in front of me, this person in front of me, I'm not looking at the centers. They have an open ego and an undefined splenic center. I'm not looking at the centers as their main source of conditioning. This person's going to end up living through gate 56. And this is something we go into in the Human Design Coaching Academy as well as the different types of synthesis and the different types of definition and how that can put someone, one, how it it allows assimilation and synthesis of, of information, how they digest information best in their business and where they can kind of have that danger zone. So this person, if they sit down in front of me, I really don't care too much about the ego or the splenic center. Those aren't my main concerns. My main concern is gate 56 and them living through gate 56. So that's another point in the depths because gate 56 is undefined. They have a hanging gate of gate 11. 56 is undefined and that bridges their split. So that is the first place I'm looking and guiding this client and helping them get out of the not self and into their true self. So there's a lot of energy here. This is a person that has a very fixed identity, a very strong identity, a strong sense of self. They are going through life 
in their one three beingness and when they go through life being their one three beingness being themselves as that strong defined g center life comes to them and they can do that yes no weight emotional wave as life comes to them it's not in you know with that pressure in the head center design of a thinker it's not about what do i think i need to do although there can be a pressure to to do that just because it's definition doesn't mean that there's not a distorted way of operating through it right so there can be a lot of pressure of what do I need to do? What should I do? What do I have to do? And that pressure turning inwards <clears throat> on self, but that's not the correct use of it. So it's a really powerful chart. It's a one three when we're looking at the one three and kind of the, the frequency of this energy. When Ra was talking about the colors and the tones and the profile lines, the one represents the investigator, as we're aware of. They are the teachers. And the three represents adaptation. They, you know, it's kind of the desire of the three, leading based on desire. They are the priest slash priestess. So this, again, is more depth. You know, the profile is our costume we wear in life, is what's called in human design. And BG5, which is the business side, it is still the official school and official um, curriculum based on Ra Uruhu. On the business side, it's called our public role. Okay, so that's your profile. So when we look at this chart, really what they're here to do is teach others. <laughs> based on the foundation that they have created in that one and that adaptation of the third line of going through trial and error to see what their tribe needs to be supported in. All right, so that is how we can start to synthesize a chart. Again, it's not full human design reading, but it's how we can start to synthesize a chart. And it really shows us the depths that are at play when we support our clients. So, the reason why I did this to, was to really demonstrate that, you know, one, if you're looking for the cheapest certification, if you're looking for the cheapest coach, if you're looking for surface level, I'm not going to be it. I will not be for you. Um, and I mean that with love. <laughs> but two, to demonstrate the danger of going very surface level. I mean, after this episode, I'm sure you can see the importance of understanding the depths. Even if like all of this went over your head and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck you talked about for the last 40 minutes. I'm sure you can start to see like, holy crap, there's so much more here than I ever would have guessed in guiding someone else's energy in stepping out as a human design coach. So I hope that is, you know, it just is something, a seed to be planted within. I hope it's a seed to be planted within also of, being an integrity, like I said, the core foundation principle of my business, of the Human Design Coaching Academy, is integrity. And knowing that when you step out as a human design expert, there is a big level of responsibility that comes with that because someone is trusting you to read their energetic blueprint that they don't know how to read. And it's not your role to teach them. It is your role to guide them. It is your role to coach them. So if you are called to the Human Design Coaching Academy, it has so far, I believe, over 80 modules of mechanics and I'm recording more tomorrow and I am doing a whole, I don't want to say module because it's not going to be a module, a whole section of the library on coaching and being a powerful coach, 
How do you guide powerful sessions? How do you get your clients' results? And this is going to be based off of primarily human design, but we're going to incorporate Gene Keys. I am certified in Gene Keys as well. And psychology. My degrees in psychology, and I'm expanding my understanding and my training and my certifications to include positive psychology right now. So there is going to be an immense amount of tools to support you and to support your clients. And this is really for the revolutionaries. It's really for those that are for big here for big impact in the world, ready to take radical self-responsibility for the results and know and trust that when they show up for themselves and when they integrate them this themselves, they are going to get so much more powerful results for their clients, which is a ripple effect in the world. So the Human Design Coaching Academy, like I said, is application only now. So it's, it's a sacred container and I want to make sure that the right people are in there. You know, it's it, again, it's not so that I can get a thousand people in or have a seven figure launch off of it. It's not so that people go away and they're like, oh, I teach Ashley's system or I teach blah, 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 blah. No, I want my clients to stand powerfully in the science of differentiation. I want my students to know how to be leaders in the online space and see that impact in their bank account and see that impact in their clients' results. This isn't about me. This isn't about me. And I get really fired up about this because I had someone end up in my DMs or my email saying, well, I don't see anyone talking about your system that they teach your system. This isn't my system. This is the science of differentiation. This is raw Uruhu's system. How egotistical would I have to be to say this is my system? It's all integrity here. That is what this is all based off of. All right. So I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, this is so much fun for me. I love synthesizing charts. I love breaking it apart. What I did here is more of the RAM system, what I learned from my mentors at the schools, and it's taking pieces of a chart and understanding how to break down that piece. And then really what we would do is we'd at the end then synthesize it all together. So I walk my students, okay, let's do a RAM on gate 57, for example. <laughs> let's do a RAM on the integration field of this chart. And they start to learn the individual pieces so that they can then synthesize it all together. So what you guys got here was more of the RAM system more than the full synthesis. So I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please share, tag me on Instagram. Uh, well, it's currently I am Ashley Brianna Eve, but we are going through a major restructuring right now. Um, so the Instagram handle may change. We'll see. We, we shall see. We shall see. You never know. All right. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful day and we'll chat soon.